Hello and welcome to the Building Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are very excited that you have decided to tune in today and pray you are blessed by today's message. As you guys turn there, I won't be before you very long, just about, I'll preach all the way up to the next service. <laughs> and I'll let you guys know. Amen. Joshua 1 and 9. And it reads, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Yeah, that's an amen right there. You read something like this, like, amen. God said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's funny because the last few times we've been speaking, I've been preaching, I've been talking about fear, talking about being consistent and all this other stuff, but I'm beginning to realize that fear is always with us. Fear. A lot of us don't even recognize what fear is. We got different names for fear like anxieties. Fear. Fear is so bad. The Bible itself talks about how bad fear is going to be in the last days. It, it, it says in Luke 21 and 26, it says, men's hearts failing them for fear. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys talk to him, man. He was so scared, he gave him a heart attack. Men's hearts failing them because of fear. You guys need to understand, in the absence of faith, there is always fear. Now, just because you have faith doesn't mean that fear won't be present. You can have all the faith in the world. That doesn't scare fear off. And I'm convinced that fear is a spirit. The Bible says it, right? God's not giving you the spirit of fear. But it's a spirit that is very, it's ever present with us no matter where we go, no matter what we do. Fear is always there. If he's there small or if he's there large. It's almost kind of like light. There's no need for light if there's darkness. Think about it. If we never had darkness, what would the need for light be? The Bible says that the light shines in the dark comprehended it not. So in the darkness, when darkness came, we need light. That's why Jesus said, I'm the light in this dark world. Because of sin, darkness entered into the world. So now you need the light. There would be no need for faith if there wasn't fear. And God commanded his people to walk by faith. Romans 1.17 It says, For therein the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. It says that I'm going to get it. No. Faith says this is what I want, but no matter what I get God, I know it's going to work out for me. God gave a name to us having faith in the presence of fear. And he called that being courageous. Being courageous. But when we are courageous and we're walking by fear, fear enters into a situation and we're confronted with what ifs. You guys ever been confronted with the what if? What if I don't make it? What if I fail? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm hurt again? What if I die? What if? What if? What if has brought you into a position of paralysis? And when you can't move, or rather when you won't move, you can't accomplish the things of God in your life. God says, be courageous. 
have courage. Now, being courageous is walking by faith in the presence of fear. You would have no need to have courage if fear wasn't present. You ever somebody say, be brave? You, you can't have a person to be courageous or be brave unless they're scared to do something. Come on. See, being courageous says this. I know what it looks like. I know the odds are stacked up against me. I know what looks hopeless. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Courageous says at the end of it all, God has control of the situation. He is going to work it out for my good. I can't explain it. I can't add it up. All I know is that God said according to his word in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. If I know this word, then I can do everything. Fear comes in not knowing what the outcome is going to be. Why are we afraid of certain things? Because we don't know what's the outcome. Why can a person stand and face death? You know why? Because they know the outcome. They're confident in their outcome. How can people go out and do things? Because they know how it's going to end. Us as Christians, when God gave us a command, he says, have I not commanded you? So he's commanded us to be strong and be courageous. What he's saying is, be strong, and even though fear is present, I need you to do what I called you to do. You guys, fear causes more misery than all the sin and all the sickness in our lives combined. Think about it. We're not sick all the time. We're not sinning all the time. But most people are afraid of something all the time. There's something in our lives that, that we're afraid of. It got to the point that anxiety is at an all-time high. And people have anxiety attacks, and they're like, no, like I'll talk to people, and they'll have anxiety attacks. Well, I wasn't afraid of nothing right now. Nothing was scary. I said, you don't realize that you've gotten so accustomed to being fearful that you've got all fear, fears entered in your body, and your body just reacts to it. You can be having a great time, and all of a sudden, a panic attack happens. saying this because I know what it's like. Because I've been to the hospital quite a few times. Fear. Anxiety. Anxiousness. It's with us every day. But God says, listen, I know fear is going to be there. Fear entered into the world with sin entered into, into the world, but I have commanded you that, that you should be strong, you should be courageous, which means you should be full of courage, which means you should do it having faith, because no matter what you think is going to happen, I promised you that you will have an expected end. The greatest part about it, he says, listen, don't, just do it, do it brave, be courageous, because I'm with you. As it reminded me, I'm sitting there with my son all night as he's in the bed. He didn't know it, but I was with him all night. And there was times he woke up, and you know, because his legs broke, he got to use the bathroom, and he can't make it on his own. So there was times he could hop almost all the way there. Then the next time, he was just too tired and weak. I had to help, help him get over there. Then the third time, I had to carry him. 
but I was there with him. I wasn't going to let him fail. And whatever he needed, I was there for him. Come on, somebody. Because there's been times in your life that you were going through some trouble, some urgency, and you were able to get up on your own and go. God was still with you. Then the next time when you didn't think you had strength, even though you were strong, and you, and you tried to force your way through it, God got up under one of those arms and helped you. Yes, yes. Then there was times you found yourself with no strength, but you said, I'm going to do it anyway. And you got up, and God carried you. But if you lay there in fear, not knowing that, I'm not going to make it, it's not going to happen, what if I get up and fall? What if I don't make it to the bathroom? What if, what if? You're being full of fear. You're being weak. God says, listen, I'm with you. And if I'm with you, you ain't got to worry about anything. The result's going to work out for your good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, I first remind you that there is some reasonable and normal fear. It's a good thing and it's a gift from God. It's called being careful. Right? Reasonable or normal fear protects us from danger. On the other hand, abnormal or excessive fear is a monster which can paralyze us and destroy. Panic is fear out of control. Now, mind you, my son, he won't go and put his hand in the stove. Why? He's afraid to get burned. That's okay. That's an okay. That's a healthy fear. Right? It's a healthy fear for you not to look around and as you're going out, ladies, and it's a healthy fear to be careful. Amen. But if you're at the point where you won't go out, you're just late, and I'm just so scared, and I, you know how things are nowadays, so I, it, it's, it's past 4 o'clock, I can't go to the store. <laughs> That's not a healthy fear. Come on. I'm going to read the scripture to you, because I'm going to talk to you about how the disciples themselves had to deal with fear. And as I was just studying the subject, I, I, I saw some things about the disciples that really, it really shook because I just know one thing. When I read it, you, you guys understand, if I got Jesus with me, why should I be scared of anything? It's like, okay, you want Jesus? You do that now. If you, had, if you had some big, strong dude with you, MMA fighter, got big, fat ears, bro, thick face, you know, guys just look like they can beat up anything. If somebody comes up to you talking mess, you're like, yeah, there you go. You walk into Bobo, somebody mess, you're like, Bobo. Matthew 8, 23 to 26. The people that laugh know Bobo. <laughs> if you ever got that look from Bobo, be afraid. Right. <laughs> Matthew 28, 23 to 26. And when he was entered into the ships, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Talking about Jesus. Sleep. Sleep. But the wind is blowing. The ship is getting tossed. It says it's being covered by waves. It doesn't say it's being hit. It's being covered, which means water's coming into the boat. But he's sleeping. And his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. 
We perish. Let me stop right there. It's like, hey, save us. It was like they knew he couldn't die, but save us. Because look at, the, look at the, the vernacular here. Look what he's saying. They're like, hey, save us. Because we know you're going to be all right. But they hadn't connected the fact that I'm with you, so if you're going to be all right, then I'm going to be all right. And then he said to him, why are you so fearful? Oh, you of little faith. No faith? They had fear. Then Jesus rose. He rebuked the winds and the seas. And there was a great calm. But then men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this? that even the winds and the sea obey him. Now listen, the disciples, I'm just going to give it to them, they were still rookies. Walking with Jesus, it was like, you know, the first year, they didn't really know too much about Jesus. And they were, they were rookies in the relationship, and they weren't yet sure about who he was so much or, or what he could do and how much they could depend on him. They assumed that their main protection against the storm was the boat that they were in. And it was clearly not strong enough or big enough to sustain them. Their confidence was in the boat. Their confidence wasn't in their God. But their confidence was in the boat. But when the situation arose that was bigger than that which they had confidence in, they get full of fear. Because now the very thing, my very foundation that I'm standing on is starting to rock and get covered and it's about to sink. And the thing that I had faith in is failing me. So now for I don't have any more faith in it. So guess what comes next? Fear. We become fearful when we doubt that our source of security is strong enough to sustain us. When what we put our trust in isn't strong enough to sustain us, we'll become full of fear. With a lot of us, it's money. It's like, look, man, I ain't got no money. I can't live. Well, no, you can't live like you want to. You're going to live. But then when we start losing that, that, that sustainability, all of a sudden fear enters. And, what am I going to do? I can't get my hair cut every week anymore. <laughs> Starbucks is down the drain. Honey, you can't get your nails done no more. You got to start doing your own hair. I'll pluck your eyebrows for you. <laughs> So fear starts entering in. Listen, I, I, it's funny, but you hear it every time. Because we put our confidence and our trust in something that will fail us. And when we put it into something that's going to fail us and won't sustain us, when it starts to collapse, then fear comes in. Some of the most common fears that, uh, that relate to this type of matter is stuff that we can't control. We fear over more stuff that we can't control. I'm just here to, do you guys realize you can't really control so much job loss? You can't control it. You can't, you can't control uh, how your children are going to act when you ain't with them. You're at home and I hope I can. You kids 15, 16 years old now doing stuff that you can't do nothing about it. You can't control that. But if you sit at home and be fearful about it, what is it going to do for you? Is that little bit of fear going to change your life? Is that little bit of fear going to change how they act? 
You know something else? Cheating spouses. You can't control that. You can't make nobody stop cheating. You can't make some, nobody stop loving you or loving you. Make them, make them start loving you. You can't make nobody want to be with you. But you get so fulfilled. I don't want them to leave. So you start doing stuff to try to strengthen the relationship before the relationship is broke already. Because that's where your sustainability is, is in this relationship and, and if and my identity is in this relationship and in my comforts in this relationship and, and if the relationship starts to fail then you start to get full of fear and you're going to do anything to make sure this ship stays afloat. Even compromising. Now watch this, going back to the, next, to the text. When Jesus was awakened in the middle of the stormy sea, he asked, why are you afraid? He said, why do you lack courage? Can't you see I'm with you? Disciples put their faith in the boat instead of their God. Watch this. If God tells you to do something, he was the first on the boat. He said, follow me. Follow me. Why would he lead you to a place where your, your life is going to end? Now, mind you, their life did end, but I'm not saying here on earth that their life ended. Because whoever loses their life will gain it. But if you're seeking to save your life, you're going to lose it. And if you lose it for Christ's sake, the same shall be saved. But they forgot about all that. They were looking at the situation instead of looking at the person of Jesus Christ. So in my closing, what is the key to being courageous? Man, if I'm in the face of fear, what am I going to do to build up courage? First of all, you got to learn to put the word on. See, the, the key is to develop a confidence that God is with us and is sufficient for our needs. God is with us and he is sufficient. We don't need anything else. If I just had God and a lot of money, if I just had Jesus and a man, If I just had Jesus in a while, I just had Jesus in his new car, in a house, in a good job. Jesus is enough for me. He is sufficient. And when I get to that re reality of knowing that God is all I need, then all these other things... Sounds like a scripture. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness, or of heaven and all its righteousness. Then all these things, things, things will be added unto you. Men, a man that findeth a wife findeth a what? Thing shall be added unto you. Let the things be listen. It's so cool to know that all I got to do is seek God first. All I need to do is make God just all I need, and then things will be added to me. Do you know what added to me means? It means I'll be walking in this. <laughs> added to. That means I ain't got to look for it. All I'm concerned about is seeking God. on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith. 
boat sinking. The disciples should have been like, oh, we're going to be in the first submarine. <laughs> you got Jesus with us now, ain't you? Something good about to happen. Come on now, that's it. Man. Good. Lost my house. I got Jesus. Something good about to happen. Yeah. God's building up a testimony. Right. I will not yeah. fear. <laughs> I shall not allow fear to enter in. But what I'll do, I'll be strong. I'm going to face fear because I know I don't have to face fear by myself. Listen, I got a, I got a niece. She has a discernment of spirits. And there's one thing she said that stuck with me for years. She was in Oakland and she had went to this place and, and I might be telling the story wrong, but I got the gist of it. And she said she saw this, this huge monkey looking thing. the way she described it. Huge, giant. And she said, but I think the house went, it's like when she rebuked it, because it was looking dead at her, when she rebuked it, it shrunk. It ran off. And what, what in my spirit, what I begin to think, that's how fear is. And she said, that's what it was. It was the spirit of fear. It's fear is only as big as you allow it to be. You guys understand that? Because fear can't be bigger than your God. The farther you are away from your God, the smaller he appears. Yeah. But the closer you get to God, the smaller everything else appears. Yeah. So that fear, when that fear, when you confront that big giant named Goliath, you think about it. David, a boy. Goliath, a soldier. A giant. Look at that much. He didn't say, today... I'm going to beat you down. No, what does he say? Today, the Lord God of Israel shall deliver you into my hand. Why? Because I can stand and face any giant, any circumstance, any situation. When I know that God is on my side, if God is with me, who can be against me? I will be courageous. And then sometimes I forget I'm like, okay, wait, Lord. I got, I, I, I got, to, I got to put the word on some of this stuff, right? It's so cool about the disciples. Oh, but let me just think about this real quick. Later on, the disciples learned that Jesus would not always make the storms go away. Sometimes He gave the disciples the grace and the grit to sail through the storms. But increasingly, they learned that Jesus Christ will always be sufficient for their needs. If I develop confidence that God is with me and is sufficient for my needs, I can laugh at tomorrow. Because nothing can confront me that God and I cannot handle together. To believe that is to believe the cure for excessive fear. To believe that will allow you to be strong and courageous. Now there's some words that I just want to give to you. 2 Timothy, this, these are things that God says. 2 Timothy 1 7, God has told us and he's given it to us. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 1 John 4 and 18, there is no fear in love, but in perfect love cast out all fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So what we need, we need to get? Love. And who is love? God. Hebrews 13 and 6. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Yes. 
Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or dread them. For the Lord your God who goes with you, he will not leave you nor forsake you. God's with me? He's with me? Then I don't need to be afraid. Psalms 27 and 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Listen, being courageous doesn't mean you don't have fear. Being courageous means doing it afraid. <laughs> Moving forward in faith. Fulfilling the commandment of God by walking in faith and pleasing our God because you will be walking out your God-given destiny. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. And if you would like to know more information about our church, please visit thebuildingcf.com or download our app on all major app stores and marketplaces. Once again, thank you and have a blessed day.